May all that you stand for and that we stand for be preserved under the providence of God for the happiness of mankind. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. But it is the values of individual liberty, equality before the law and the supremacy of people over the state to which we can always with confidence return as a powerful and uniting force. Australia is not a secular country. It is a free country. The enemy within and the enemy without. The drums of war are indeed beating. And it may well be that Australia will again be sending her warriors overseas. These are brutal truths, notwithstanding Canberra's denigration of our soldiers' ancient warrior culture. After all, isn't it still the aim of the army to kill the enemy and to accept for themselves, as Pericles said joyfully, the risk of death? The problem is too many politicians have for too long determined to damage morale. Thus, in 2007, as a result of legislating to centralise prosecutions in Canberra, something not done in the Second World War, criminal action was launched by a new director of military prosecutions against three soldiers for what seemed no more than the act of returning fire in Afghanistan. The military judge soon threw that one out. And now with the unwise decision to publish even an edited version of the Brereton Report before any prosecutions were opened, and worse, to comment approvingly on it from the Prime Minister down, talking of brutal truths, our veterans effectively lost the presumption of innocence. Well, it's fortunate that we now have at last a Minister for Defence, Peter Dutton, who has as his mission not the fulfilment of the latest follies dreamt up by the far left, but the first of Canberra's obligations, the defence of this our Commonwealth. By overruling the detested decision to strip meritorious unit citations from the special force soldiers, Dutton is in the process of restoring their right to the presumption of innocence. His next thing should be to impose a strict prosecutorial time limit. That is, the prosecution should only begin within a certain time. After all, those in the media and politics who so lavishly supported the Brereton Report's conclusions suggest that the cases are watertight so they must be almost ready for prosecution. I would say that any prosecution not begun this year should not proceed ever. Alternatively, as the years go by, and the veterans have to wait for years, will even more veterans be driven to suicide? And at the same time, other politicians determined to 
so low a morale that few are going to enlist in the army, the navy and the air force. Something has to be done and those prosecutions stopped. They can't go on beyond this year. The ministers should also shred the outrageous contract to redesign France's nuclear submarines as a conventionally powered variant and to be delivered many decades hence. The enemy is not going to wait and they're not going to be impressed by our clinging to old technology. We too should have nuclear submarines. And while the Prime Minister is to be congratulated for finally standing up to Beijing, more has to be done. Going to the World Health Organization, an organization obviously under the control of the communists, about the origins of the Wuhan virus was, as I argued in my column in Spectator, a mistake. What we should have done was proposed to President Trump the setting up of an international tribunal of key powers to hear the matter as to the origin urgently. If the communists didn't send a representative, so be it. That tribunal would have decided whether there was any breach of international law in the release of the virus, particularly the non-notification of the virus going around the world, when Beijing knew full well that that was what was happening. But in addition, if any damages were unpaid, these could be taken from assets under the ultimate control of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, it was always obvious, and it should have been obvious to our politicians, that a corporation from the Chinese mainland is not like a corporation from Belgium or Holland or the United Kingdom. It is under the ultimate control of the Communist Party of China, and it even has a branch of the Communist Party in it. As to there being a war, and that should be avoided, of course, Beijing will realize, they already know, that probably the best time to act is while President Biden is in office. Once again, take absolutely no notice of what Biden reads from his teleprompter. As with any politician, look what he's done. And not only in a succession of appeasements by the Obama-Biden administration, which was very weak on all of the hostile powers, whether they be communist China, Russia, or Tehran. They were very appeasing to all of them. But look also to how the Biden family incorporated the Biden family business, from what we know from that laptop, sold to Beijing access and influence into the very heart of Washington. Obviously, Beijing knows 
that Biden will be very weak in relation to them. And if they were to strike, they will think perhaps we should do it in his term before Donald Trump is returned or somebody like Donald Trump. Well, that's the enemy outside. What about the enemy inside? Well, defense is now in good hands. Education, constitutionally not a federal responsibility, has become even more of a disaster than it was when I mentioned education last time. When I mentioned that it is the most expensive or among the most expensive in the world, and yet it's an educational system of rapidly declining standards in comparison with other members of the OECD. Judging politicians by what they do and not what they say, the conclusion this week must be even more that they really despise the young. Their creature, the curriculum authority, proposes changes which will only ensure that this, one of the world's most expensive education system, produces significant further falls in our students' international ranking. Indeed, this continuing decline will only accelerate. But Minister Tudge thinks the National Curriculum Authority has done a good job. Instead of abolishing the authority as the respected expert, Professor Wilshire demands, he's put up the white flag by saying, it's not realistic to, write, to try to reach Singapore's standards, at least this round. That's exactly what we should be doing. We should be aiming in the shortest of possible terms to go back to what we were at the top of the world standards. We should aim to follow Singapore in relation to standards and that is in reading, in maths and science, and we should restore the teaching of history and the teaching of values. That is crucial. Despite a commentariat that detests Donald Trump, yet again, Donald Trump had the answer. Instead of a centralized and inevitably far-left influence curriculum, what he was trying to do was to ensure school choice, to establish charter schools, for example, that is individuals, groups of people of similar interest, establishing schools under a charter, and the use of vouchers so that people notwithstanding their income would be able to ensure that their children had good education. The use of vouchers, involves having a document which allows you to take what it would cost to have your child educated in a state school to the school of your choice. For example, if it costs $14,000 a year to have a child taught in a state school, you just get a document from the Commonwealth which allows you to go to any school of choice and cash in that $14,000. You wouldn't get a refund, 
but you get the price of the education. And if it costs more, you pay the difference. A very fair system and something that Donald Trump was introducing because when he was thwarted by an election which was clearly rigged. So we have enemies within and we have enemies without. It's time for Australians to take back your country. Today, we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynic, so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future.